Welcome to the I-29 MUU Dairy Podcast. I-29 MUU University is a consortium of land-grant universities in Minnesota, Iowa, South Dakota, and Nebraska. This podcast covers timely news, information, and research for today's dairy industry. On today's podcast, we are discussing maintaining or training in planters. I'm Heidi Carroll, SDSU Extension Livestock Stewardship Field Specialist. I'm joined by Fred Hall, Iowa State University Dairy Extension Specialist in Northwest Iowa. Hello, Fred. Hello, Heidi. We're talking about uh, the equipment that we're using on farms. In the last 20 to 30 years, I don't know of any piece of equipment that really has been revamped like the planter has. You know, I remember planning the first time with my 494 deer uh, and then looking at what's rolling across the fields today how when they are maintained and they are set right they are placing that seed perfectly every seed and they're going twice as fast as i was ever able to so uh, it'll be interesting to hear what uh, our specialists say about uh, the changes they've seen with the planners. Absolutely. Agree with you there. We're joined by a team of equipment technicians and sales with us today from Farmers Implement and Irrigation in Brookings and Watertown, South Dakota. Let's go around and introduce yourselves. I'm Dave Carroll. I'm a service technician in Brookings store. I'm Russell Bierke, service manager for both stores in Brookings and Watertown. I'm Zane Watson, sales manager for both locations, Watertown and Brookings. I'm Nathan Hag. I'm a salesman here at the Brookings location, Farmers Implement and Irrigation. I'm Keith Mack. I'm uh, an equipment salesman at the Watertown location for Farmers Implement and Irrigation. And I'm Mark Peterson, and I am also a salesman. As I mentioned before, a lot of changes in planners. Give me the top two or three things from your perspective that have happened to planners in the last 20 or 30 years. When I think of uh, the transition that I've seen in, in, in my career, starting out in 1992, I was selling red equipment at the time. I've sold 900 planners. I've sold 955 planners, which were the old uh, blow planners, as we called them, uh, transitioned to the 1200, which is the first vacuum disc type planner that Case IH had, and then went on to the 1250, the 1255, the 2100 series planner, and now come over here to the new Kinsey planner. In that 30-year span of time, uh, the transition of the planner has, has just changed immensely. Case's opener is still very similar to what it was 30 years ago, but the delivery system is altogether different. Every Everyone has now gone to electric meters um, and a heavier opener so that uh, field speeds can improve and increase over time. Any other comments on how equipment on planters has changed? Well, I think there's so much more emphasis now on precision than there ever was before. Before you could throw some seed in the ground and, and harvest it later in the year. Nowadays, uh, producers are bigger, uh, margins are tight. Guys got to make the most out of every square inch of, of every quarter of land they have. So they, they want that place, that seed to be placed exactly where they want it every time. They don't want any skips. They don't want any doubles. 
they don't want overlap. So we got, we've got row clutches, uh, like he said, went to low row clutches and now it's electric meters. It basically allows that planter to not have any overlap. If, if you drive over the same piece, it's only gonna plant where you haven't planted before. So uh, it all comes down to all the precision components they've put onto them now, uh, as well as you know fertilizer and uh, additional products that they can put in along with the seed into the ground at the time of planting. Uh, but yeah, it all comes down to precision now. Well, let's talk a little bit about what you see on the service side and the top three things that are coming in on the planters. Customers will bring in their meters to be tested and Kinsey has uh, advanced their testing machine from what they used to have to make that meter more accurate. And that is the biggest issue we see is making sure that the meters are good. You know, disc openers, they wear and you just keep up, check out what the measurements are and replace them when needed and keep your chains good. And you should have really no issues with your planner then. You know, we've went from everybody had a four row planner to eight row to 12 row to 24. What are you seeing as the, the top end as we uh, people are coming in and looking for a new planet? I think 24 rows, Fred, is probably the most predominant followed next by 16. But I know there are 36 and 48 row planners in the market. The, the concern from a, from a dealer's perspective, when you're looking at a planner of that size obsolescence is always a concern because there is not a, a very ready remarket for a planner of that size what kind of cost are, are we looking at uh on either per row basis or you know give us some guidelines that a producer is going to see when uh, he's considering a trade I think a lot of that will depend on obviously condition, but what kind of uh, equipment the person or the customer is now using versus what he wants to buy. If I look at, say, a, a Kinsey 3600 per se, it's a 16 row planter, it's got liquid fertilizer on it, and it's got, you know, the old manual pin style row cleaners and uh, it's ground drive and it's got section control so it shuts off half the planter you know etc cetera, etc cetera. and the person comes in and wants to do a new 24 row bulk fill precision planting hydraulic downforce hydraulic row cleaners row clutches uh, that kind of thing you know a 24 row planter e equipped and dressed up for the show I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say you could spend three hundred and fifty to four hundred thousand dollars on a twenty-four row planner. The equipment is that precise and it's that precision that it just costs that much. And so person says, What can I expect to to trade? I think a hundred and fifty thousand from there on up, depending on what they're running right now for a planner. You know, in the past conversations we've talked about hours on the unit in planners it's acres planet what kind of numbers are we looking at there again it kind of depends on you know everything is of scale okay so so a 12 uh, a, a person say that's that's planting uh, or farming 1500 acres he's got a 12 row planter 
versus the next guy's got uh, 5,000 acres. He's got a 24 row planter. When you think about acres planted, get down to the specific row unit, it's probably about the same acres. It's all dependent on scale as to what it's going to cost. I mean, there's also a lot of people, I mean, it goes down to the maintenance in your planter as well. We see customers that are running, planting that 5,000 acres and running planters as long as 10 or 12 years. Every other year they're going through that planter or even every year sometimes and making sure all of those components are 100% up to par. They're bringing their meters in. They're getting them tested. They're fixing what needs to be fixed and making sure that planter is running at its optimum potential. The amount of acres on a planter is directly related to how well is it being maintained more so than how many acres it's been over. It all just like the skid steer deal, it boils, it goes all the way back down to maintenance and how well you're keeping up that machine. What do you guys see as the most common questions that, that producers are asking, whether it be on the service calls, trying to, to just get familiar with their machines and troubleshoot, or whether they come in and have questions about trade-ins? Uh, right now, there's a big push on the technology and the high-speed planner side of things. A lot of people currently, because The high-speed thing is probably two or three years into the market now. A lot of push that way, a lot of questions as to, you know, what that looks like for them and their operations. So from a sales side of things, the questions on the high-speed and the higher technology planners is probably the most questions we get on the sales side. What's the most common questions on the service side? The most common thing is, when should I have my meters tested? And Kinsey recommends that you should have your meters looked at at least every 200 acres per row. So if you had a 16 row planner, you should do 3,200 acres and then those meters should come in and get looked at to make sure that everything is good on both the corn and the bean meters. I'll switch gears just a little bit. Uh, Give me some guidelines when we're talking cedars, drills. We don't see as many people using drills anymore just due to the fact that they're not as precise as a planter anymore. And given the high input costs of seed and everything else, um, there's still guys using drills, but but far less than there used to be. Am I I wrong, any of you other guys? I think it's more of a based on location. Um, we're not seeing them put down beans so much with them anymore, but, uh, there are some guys gravitating back towards that direction, not necessarily out around our Brookings area location. We do see it a little bit once we get up to Watertown, uh, and go a little bit further West or North. And then also, I guess if you go into maybe Western Nebraska, maybe, um, you'll start seeing some of that with some small grain type stuff and uh, on the wheat side of things. But uh, in our particular area, because of where we need to space our beans, um, we're not typically seeing them so much so on the on the bean side for drills. One of the big conversations is continuing to incorporate cover crops as you're planting your corn and your beans. Do you see any of those conversations arising and how the piece of equipment can tailor that? The cover crop discussion um, has not moved to our area of South Dakota yet. Uh, It is starting to become a discussion just to our east into Minnesota. 
based on uh, some of those programs that are being talked about with uh, carbon credits and being able to uh, generate extra income and stuff for those programs and things like that. But some of our dealer partners that we speak to that are like in New York and Virginia and places like that, that's definitely something that they're chasing to the point of where I've heard that there's landlords that want to incorporate those cover crop carbon credits to where they're actually purchasing some of the equipment for the farmers. But that hasn't been something that has moved our direction into that capacity yet. To go back to Fred's question in regards to drills and cedars, at that point in time, the biggest maintenance item there is going to be the diameter of the seed disc. That's imperative to keep that sharp so that seed placement gets where it is. We do have a significant number of acres in in the Watertown market that got seeded to cover crop this year. So we do use drills and seeders up here. Also, uh, in response to, to your question, Heidi, just saw on Facebook last night, I've got a customer about 10 miles south of town here that did do some interseeding in his corn for range cattle. So we're seeing some of that now. Hey, let's go around last tips and tricks on prolonging the life and what the producers might consider when they need to purchase their next planter. I would start by saying, uh, look at the technology that's available. Um, It is all good. Uh, As seed costs continue to rise, margins get shorter, fertilizer is going to be a key issue. My recommendation would be if you're not grid sampling and uh, doing variable rate planning and seeding, it's time to get into that technology and get familiar with it. I would suggest that everybody look at their meters this winter and get them into the dealerships to get tested. Uh, There could be an issue with part supply. So the earlier you bring them in, the better off you will be. Make sure your meters are in top condition so you don't waste any seed. I like to hear from a producer who's who's doing the fixing on his planter in, in the summertime or in in the fall time, you know, before harvest, to where they're getting it done in the off season, you know, ahead of the time when they need to to use the machine. Uh, that's that's a nice side project that a guy can work on a little bit here and there and go along with what Russell was saying about availability. You know, you if you tackle it sooner than, than you're going to need the machine, you're going to be ahead of the game and more likely to be able to get the, that planter ready for you in time and not have to not have to get out to the field and find out uh, you need to do a bunch of fixing because that's the wrong time. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode of I-29 Muyu Dairy. Be sure to check the episode notes for more information from our sponsors. I-29 MooU is an equal opportunity provider for the full non-discrimination statement or accommodation inquiries. Go to extension.iastate.edu forward slash diversity forward slash ext.